Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to episode 174A of Tales with Tierra. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr., just back from beautiful Buffalo, New York, with the Spit and Chicklets crew and some of my buddies, which make up the Big Deal Selects. And I'm proud to say this time we lost, but we competed and we had fun. We lost to the Ottawa Godfathers, who uh, me and my Newfoundland buddies have come across quite frequently at the Canadian Nationals, which is uh, hard to win in itself. And uh, I think the boys are starting to see how good, uh, you know, the caliber is of ball hockey uh, that, we're, that we're playing. When the Chicklets Cup started, I think it was fairly watered down, but now you're getting... Well, uh, the Godfathers, I think, played the Reapers, which are made up of bunch of guys from the Canadian Nationals as well and some Midnight Express guys like it's it's literally the best players in the world at this point so um for those keeping score we did play no space we tied them like it was <laughs> we didn't script this like we we tied them and then no space scored six each scored in the penalty shots so there's six shooters uh you know three from each side and uh, nobody scored until no space so but it was anticlimactic because that was in the round robin. And uh, they lost their semifinal, and so did we. They lost, like I said, to the uh, Ontario Reapers, whatever it was, and we lost to the Ottawa Godfathers. Great guys, and I'll uh, <clears throat> just really the, the team we lost to, even, I mean, James Brown and company. If you guys are listening, no complaints here. You guys played real well. Uh, it's tough on that three on three, right? We all, we all, for the most part, play five on five on the big rink. So, you know, three on three in a real small, like this is small. There's three on three courts that I've played on. And then there's this, the spit and chicklets courts, and they are tiny. Um, you know, it's generally, if you shoot it from your own end, like from your own net, not everybody, but for sure, anybody with a decent shot, which is most of every team. It's a fairly big threat. With Justin Pender, slap lines winds up for a slap shot from our end. It's definitely a threat with the ball curving and you know the the size of the arena. So it's just hard to get uh, or the playing court. It's it's just tough to get open. And the Godfathers really did. They 
we went out after for beers and they were like, we wanted to get you and me and Pender play D and they're like, we're right in your, in your face. Cause we knew that you guys control the play. And we had like, you know, great forwards. We had Jeremy Bishop with Jack Keogh. We had Connor Donahue with Kevin Reed. We had Danny Schlegel, Danny Schlegel with Bobby Hauser, all guys who have played together before, but it's tough if you, if you can't get open right now, so often on the small court, like a team that's way inferior will win or they could, like they give themselves a chance because you just stay on you. Right. But that wasn't the case this time. Ottawa are real good. Uh, I really think that we had the most talented group. I do. I mean, I wouldn't have brought them otherwise. Um, and we've had major success in the past, you know, but so have they, so has no space. So have reapers the team that beat no space and those guys it was just it was this time you know we're getting to the point that we're we're talking we're splitting hairs and who's going to win it's a flip of a coin um and we came out to a good start too i scored like a minute in i thought it would i thought it would mean something but they came back and and when they went up they went up five to three and then we took it too many men they got a penalty um or they got a penalty shot scored it at six to three and when you're up i gotta say when you're up by two or three in that you know, there's there's an element of panic from one team because there's only 15 minute running periods through two of them, right? So you've got less than a half hour, right, to score. I don't know what'll usually win it for you: eight to 12 goals. That sounds easy. It's not always easy. You know, goalie can go on a run, uh, and their goalie played great. You know, some of it's luck, uh, but but that goes with anything, right? Um, I just mean some it's luck because you're like batting the ball around. Like for me, it's not even so much like let's get open and try to score in that corner. It's like they were on us so much and, and a lot of teams are that it's just getting open to shoot it on net. Like if you can shoot it on net, shoot it on net. You don't really know where it's going. Right. And then, you know, it'll hit somebody bounce. We had a couple of posts. I'm certainly again, not taking away. They did too. They hit the post. Um, I just, I'm telling you that we could have won the game. We didn't. I'm, I'm not bringing a bunch of chumps down there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, right? Ball hockey is a game of extreme parity. Everybody can run um, as opposed to skate. Skating, there's usually a, a more obvious advantage. Not everybody can run the same. And, of course, some people can't run. I don't want to get in trouble here from a woke mafia. Right. Some people, obviously, if you don't have legs, you can't run. If you're in a wheelchair, OK, you can't run. If you're 90 years old, you have a cane. I suppose you can run. No, you can't run. Who am I kidding? Right. And some people can run better than others. But I'm saying when teams are going to enter a tournament in a ball hockey or enter a team in a ball hockey tournament, they can generally run. Right. And if you're in decent shape. It's a small rank. We had three lines. If you're in decent shape, you shouldn't fatigue shouldn't be a factor. Um, anyway. But they beat us and they fucking played real well. Yeah. And it was great to see those guys. It was nice to see Noseface. I don't mind saying that. We had a good chat. And uh Noseface represents the n- north. What is it? Or oh, the National Ball Hockey League. So in the United States, the NBHL. It's really common, man. Um, there's like a, over 100 teams all over the United States. Um, not 108 teams, but there, there's 100 teams or whatever, more than that. Uh, no space is from Boston. So, you know, they, they, they 
put these courts up in all a lot of major cities across the U.S. and they play. And um, it's very intriguing. And they have some money tournaments and things. So I'm going to uh, – I still got some gas left in the tank. I talked to Nose Face and his buddies. And I think I'm going to go down and play with them. Isn't that a story? Uh, at some point, hope we do Shorzy Season 3. don't really know yet. But if so, then I'll plan my winter around that and uh, definitely go down and play some ball hockey with the boys. It was at this point, you know, I kind of like, like running into no space. And uh, some of his friends, you know, played on the Team USA that we, that we, I mean, three of them played on USA, who we beat a month ago for the world. I mean, you know, it's a yo-yo, right? Like I said, that we're, we're all um, pretty top level and, you know, it, it often comes down to a flip of a coin, but... One thing I want to say is that we had an awesome time. My dad is like just loving life. He always does. He's not a big worrier or anything, but you know, this has given him a uh, late life surge. He's in his twilight, obviously, of wheeling and dealing and rolling and being this healthy. I mean, knock on wood, 71. I mean, he's not a hundred, but you know, he's real and real healthy. You know, my dad and still, we're very fortunate. My mom, you know, and again, knock on wood. So we get down there, and I, I experience these things and, and, and have fun. And it's nice to see my dad doing it as if, you know, I was 10 years old and he was in his 30s again. You know, there's, there's you know, we go down to play ball. Of course, we're drinking. I mean, it's nice to go down with the boys. It's our friends from Newfoundland, a lot of us, you know, that have been around, been his buddy, my buddy for years. We've been hanging out with Senior, and, uh, you know, he's still got some, gas left in the tank as well and it's just great to see man and people coming up and getting their getting his autograph and their pictures taken with them and he gets to tell stories i've often said to my mom you know sometimes when he's telling us stories in the afternoon on, on any random day in fucking i don't know november i'll be like you know we've heard these a hundred times at least right and he's just got no one to tell the stories to a lot <laughs> unless it's a friday night or something but you know, we go to those things. We went to the Buffalo Sabres-Pittsburgh Penguins game. Crosby got in a fight, by the way. Great to see exhibition. Great to see that competitive juice. And uh, anyway, it was just he was just overwhelmed with people that were, you know, well-wishers and autograph seekers, that that many people. And people, people were reciting his stats, you know? Like, I, I think that really hit home when a couple of friends came over, or, or sorry, fans came over and asked him about certain years and certain point totals and players that he played with. And he knew that they must've done a deep dive. So I think he was a bit humbled by that. And, uh, biz, witter, Grinelli, RA, posh, um, fish man. Boys really, honestly, like they just go above and beyond. They took me and my friends down, which make up most of the big deal selects and my dad and uh you know just i i, I can't i i uh, i'm not often stuck for words but just a regular thank you doesn't do it you know um for for what chicklets does and i get a chicklets bump on my podcast um i you know i get to get in so many conversations with inquiring hockey minds all over the world that that discovered me on chicklets i'm sure i sell some merchandise because of it you know they let me wear my tr tales with tr logos down there and and then then that's just me 
And then you get, you know, like I said about my dad, my buddies that I've played ball hockey with for years that other than being my good friends and, you know, you might see them at the Canadian Nationals in a rink near you every August. There's not this level of uh, eyes, you know, um, paying attention to their exploits. And uh, everybody on my teams I bring, I'm attached to in some way. Most of my real good friends, uh, a guy like Jack Keough, you know, he grew up with my, with BJ's son. I mean, a lot of my, my for lack of a better way to put it, stepson. Oh, he's not, but, you know, I raised Tyson. And, uh, you know, Tyson played on Jack's team since he was 10 years old. I watched Jack all the way up. And now Jack's, what, 23, 24, and we get to play on the same squad and hang out. Jeremy Bishop has been a buddy of mine for, as long as I remember, and a line mate, and Justin Pender, all that, and, and Connor and Kevin Reed, uh, all the the blood, sweat, and tears, as I often say, that have gone into our, our ball hockey and ice hockey exploits over the last couple of decades. Plus, for some of us, uh, is, you know, I'll just, like I said, I'll go to war with these guys, and it's nice to have them appreciated and treated so well. And uh, Denny Schlegel, Bobby Hauser, Opponents of mine that are now real, real good friends. Housie's one of my better friends on the planet. And uh, Arjun Kayla, goalie, just sent me a message. Sorry, Terry, I uh, let you guys down, but thanks a lot for having us. Arjun, we all could have played better. You didn't let anybody down. You showed up, you had a smile on your face, you had a good time. And uh, we're, we're, we appreciate that you came down, man. Not everything is about winning and losing, and I can. Uh, and again, I'm not just trying to be a gracious loser saying this, but it's really, really not. In my lifetime, I've I've realized that, and a lot of people, you know, I'm I'm the most decorated one of, if, if not the most decorated, one of. I mean, if you if you bring in world championships in Canadian ball hockey history, you know, I have two Masters gold medals, I have two men's Open Division gold medals, um, and a bunch of silver and bronze. Anyway, so there's four, right? Four golds on a world level. Then I got two Canadian nationals. That's six big championships in ball hockey. Two nationals, four worlds. And I've been playing at this level since like 2001. So what I'm saying is that now you kind of get an idea of how hard it is. I play every summer. Right, the worlds are every two years. The nationals are every single year, and I don't miss. So, yes, I come highly decorated, but for every one I win, I lose four or five. It's not easy. Ball hockey is very, very, very hard. And just because you play on Canada, not like ice hockey, you don't have this automatic advantage. You might have thought that when we just went to the worlds, but it just worked out like that. But you know. Canada won last year in the men's open division. The time before that was in 2007 when we won it, right? I won a Masters in 18 and 23. I won a Worlds in three and seven. And a, a Nationals in in uh, 08 and 2010, right? Lost again twice this year in, in overtime. But anyway... I'm just saying, like, you know, and anybody from Canada, uh, there was a few teams that went on runs nationally, the Red Light and the Brampton Midnight Express, but other than those guys, <clears throat> um, and, and most of those guys are, are, are 
retired now. You know, it's just not easy. And not a lot of people have these multiple, you know, no one wins like five worlds in a row. You know, it's just, it's hard to do. Sometimes I've been on Canada, we don't even make the medal round. That's all, that's happened lots. Uh, same thing at nationals, right? You could lose in overtime and not make the quarterfinal. Or you could get a good bounce, win that game, and win the whole thing two days later. I mean, it's it's wild. So anyway, I'm just trying to explain to people that uh, there's a lot of parity. But uh, I did bring a team to win, and we didn't. So uh, hats off to the Ottawa Godfathers. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you guys again soon. Thanks, Thanks to everybody who took us down. I mean, who, who, who took us down there? Yeah, thank you guys who took us down too, and the girls who took us down. But uh, I mean, who brought us down there? And so, uh, while the Chicklets guys, it was an absolute fucking blast. And the game we saw too. I, I like games in Buffalo. I don't know. I heard some people saying, "Oh man, I wouldn't want to go to Buffalo and watch a game." And you know, if I'm going to watch Crosby, I don't know. I'm, unless I'm nuts, I think Buffalo have a fucking real nice arena. God, I forget the name of it, but I think it's beauty. Lots of great food options. The uh, luxury boxes have good, you know, some luxury boxes you can't, they're more about the luxury box and less about the sight line. But uh, this had a little bit of mix of both. Fans are really into it. You a lot of fans from Ontario for sure that, uh, you know, just hockey hungry, either can't afford a Leafs ticket or just go to all the Leafs games and then some. So it's just a hockey buzz, you know, and not just not just Ontario, right? Pittsburgh played there. Crosby, lots of Crosby fans, but Pittsburgh's only like a couple hours, you know, like from Newfoundland, we go to, you know, I go to play senior hockey in Cornerbrook. It was a six-hour drive. You go six hours from Buffalo in every direction. You've spanned about 50 pro teams of some sort. Uh, so I just find it's an area of the world that when I go to games in that area, and, and by extension, like New England and you know anything in and around Philly, you know Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, I'm, I'm kind of covering a big part of the eastern seaboard there. But I mean it because when I go to games there, and I do quite frequently, there's a um, there's there's a hockey buzz, a hockey overall buzz that. That's exciting. Whereas, I don't know if I went to a game in Arizona, I don't know, Tampa Bay. So is a bad example in the university building, but even there, yeah. Uh, you know, Nashville, there's a buzz, but it's more about those teams. If I go to Tampa Bay, fuck, man. What they've got done there is amazing as well. I mean, you mix all that success with such great players with the media and everything else. They've, they've built a bit of an empire there, a, a, a history that isn't really that old, but it's certainly deep and uh, respected and very, their fans are knowledgeable and all that, but the buzz is more about localized, more about the, the lightning. Go to a Nashville game, it's more about Nashville. Of course, right? That's the nature of it. But when you go to games in an area so drenched with all kinds of hockey, then you might get a question about, you know, how do you think Bedard will do this here? Or, hey, did you hear about Babcock? Uh, who's going to take down the Western Conference this year? 
Uh, you know, how's McDavid and Drysaddle going to do? Right? I, I, not that they don't appreciate their own. I mean, just there's a general hockey buzz, it seems. And uh, look, I love it all. And uh, as I've often said on here, I'd rather speak with actual fans than try to go down and answer every message. Comes robotic. Um, and for those of you that sent a message, I'm sorry, I'm about halfway through. I'd say through all my platforms, yeah, there's over a thousand there from the weekend. So I actually I'll ask you a favor. If I get back to you just with like a cheer symbol or something, I just I appreciate it. I just don't have much time. So can you not follow that up just for this week? Um I try to get back to all fans. I mean, that's the nature of it. I've said before, but I don't know, man. My inbox is it's just a mess. I gotta figure if there's one thing I have to clean up in my life, like if there's one I have to organize. Well, you know, it's the wrong word, but to organize and really get on top of is, is those DMs. I, I don't, I'm, I, I spend three hours a day answering people that I don't even know who they are. I, I, and I know it's just well-wishers and it's people that support and it's a catch 22 because they pay the bills, right? I'm sure they're the people that are supporting this right now. There are a lot of people I'm talking to into this microphone. Um, they're Chicklets fans, they're Shorzy fans. They're the reason that I get to live a decent life and pay my bills. So um, that's not lost on me. That's why I get back to people. It's just getting overwhelming would be an understatement, right? Um, because like I said, it's it's at least three hours a day answering messages from people I have absolutely no idea um, who they are. And uh, anyway, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's It's something I have to deal with. And, uh, you know, funny because amongst those come some good questions. I wish what, well, I should have a, someone running my pod or something like the boys, like biz can just go have a fucking nap in Grinelli, you know, and Pasha, I don't know. They have a production team. I'm sure that's a bit bigger than that, but you know, they can kind of deal with it, but I don't have that. So like everything comes through my, my own social media. So my Facebook, my Twitter, and my Instagram. I don't even, by the way, I don't know how to check messages on, on, on TikTok, and I'm glad. I'm just leaving it. I find it really unorganized. I don't like TikTok that much. So if you guys have sent me a message, no no offense to any of you, I haven't gotten back to one person. I haven't answered one message on TikTok. I don't even look for them. So I'm sure there's lots there. Um, I mean, from friends or anybody. Uh, but the other ones, yeah, like, you know, I just kind of take my time and go through but there'll often be like a good question that I often answer on here uh, or, you know, an offer to public speak or whatever. So I got to kind of look at them all. And uh, I just wish I had some help. I guess I should almost have a or, or, or a platform just for my podcast. Maybe, you know, and even there selling books and merch and all that, that would probably be easier that way as well. Now, I am working on it. Like I said, I have a drink coming out soon, and the team putting out the drink is going to help with that. But anyway. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. 
New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours with promo code THPN and DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. I don't want to get into much politics, especially on some geopolitical level. Um, but I do get the odd message from people, if you can believe it, in Israel, or at least from there, about my pod that are interested. Uh, remember my buddy Harold Hirsch once went to like a world hockey tournament there. They're not completely hockey illiterate. And I, I really don't want to get into the whole Palestine-Israel thing. I, I really, because it's been going, there's clearly no great answer, right? If they've been at it for this long, and depending on who you talk to, there will be an extreme answer of some sort. Amazing situation. Um, and a lot of people are passionate about it. But obviously what... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I My sympathies are with people there. I mean, I don't know. I just saw a girl, teenage girl at a party with a bunch of men coming in and kidnapping her, raising their guns, saying, God is good. Word for word, that's what they're saying, God is good. Raising artillery-level machine guns in the air with a little girl, well, a teenager, whatever, late, late teenager, early 20s. And that's what they're happy about. And look, I, I just... It's tough just when, when you see that. It, it To me, nothing justifies that. And I do know the history of, or some, it's hard to know it all, but I, I get it. I get that Palestinians are pissed off for a few reasons. I get that the Gaza Strip's a fucking um, very tentious place. I understand that many Israelites and Palestinians don't like each other. But in this day and age, in the 2000 fucking 20s, to resort to this kind of violence, I mean, it's almost, to me, I don't want to use the word immature, but it is there. Barbaric for no reason. We don't need, we don't need that shit. When we didn't understand the difference, we had no technology, and when really, really religion was a big, it is a big now, but you know, when it was before technology, there were a lot of people, there were a lot of answers in religion that probably made more sense than they do today. 
even then, war's bad. But now, what are we doing? Like, what the fuck are we doing anywhere at war nowadays? Who wants to be? And, you know, we all have the potential to live like I'm living right now. I, I shouldn't be ignorant there. Not everybody. But a, 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 a way bigger portion of the world has an opportunity with money and technology. and You know, I'm not saying everywhere is rich, but I'm, I mean, they should we should, if it wasn't for war, and I, I read some about the United States, by extension, many other countries, um, but you know that there, how many tanks and like how much money is put into the military and the war and wars, and you're talking like trillions of dollars worldwide. It's just a waste to me. We should be worried about other things, not like taking over the Ukraine and fucking firing bombs into fucking Israel. I don't know, man. It just seems to me poor leadership, but it goes back. I mean, half of these people don't even know what reality is, right? I guess your argument's as good as mine. I can't really tell you what it is. I really don't believe that God is good by firing rockets into his city of full of civilians that don't want any part of it. I can't say God's good for like kidnapping and raping a fucking 20 odd year olds who's at a dance party. I don't know. It's tough for me to say God is good. What, what it is easy for me to say is this situation is fucked up and you guys need to slap your fucking head and look in the mirror and ask yourself what's real. I mean, no wonder people want to get the fuck out of there, right? Now, I'm the other, I get it that there's a, there is like Trump makes things so fucking divisive saying he wants to build a wall and fuck everybody, but there is a fucking border problem. I think everybody can acknowledge that. That's the United States, but let's say to you, Canada, everywhere. I mean, there's always going to be, I guess, a problem is maybe the wrong word, an issue Right, I don't think we have quite the level of um, illegal immigrants in Canada, just because of the nature of the geography of the border in the U.S. and where people are coming from. But it does happen, and I know there's an argument. A lot of people, you know, fucking let people stay where they are. Well, I, I don't know. Like you can see why they want to leave, though, right? That's just there. Like Israel isn't a fucking, you know, it's not like third world or anything. There's some like. I mean, they're ahead of the curve in a lot of things. A lot of them are very educated people. They have a, you know, a democracy. They have a system in place with, you know, a structure in their government. People get up and go to work every day and they love their kids. And they, like you, they, or me, you know, want success and their kids might, do choir or play a sport, whatever it is, you know, life for a lot of people is rather normal. Then all of a sudden you're going to get up and a fucking rocket ships fucking blows up the building across the street. What the fuck? If that happened here, I'd get Penny Lane the fuck out of here as soon as I can. And where, where would I go? I don't know. Tell me where it's safe. So no wonder they want to get out of there. Right? I mean, have a little bit of compassion. Now, this is a, a worldwide problem. Borders everywhere. 
I get it. I'm not saying there's an easy solution. I'm just saying when you see that shit, there's something in my heart that says, man, I get it. Now, I don't know. I honestly don't think humanity can go much further without this. Like we, I, I don't know. You tell me. If, if a civilization is constantly at war and willing to use nukes and fucking major bombs that were never around in the past, we're only getting further into the future, and we're one thing we're not doing is going backwards with technology. So weapons are only going to get more bigger, better, and well weaponized. Soon enough, it'll be robots fighting the wars. I mean, to some level it is already, but you know, you're going to have soldiers like we see in the very near future, if not immediately, right? These wars, a lot of them are going to be fought by robots. It's going to be bigger and better technology as far as bombs go and and uh what you know like uh disease there you know you can uh what's that called when you plant a fucking disease god oh my god am i losing my mind ah fuck i just looked it up i i don't know i i'm losing my mind but you know what i'm saying when you it's been done in the past many times. Not genocide. I think genocide is when you try to omit like a certain group from the earth completely, right? Yeah, genocide is deliberate killing of a number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group within the, with the aim of destroying that nation or group. So obviously Hitler was trying to pull off genocide, right? He was trying to wipe complete and groups from the earth completely, um, which is insane. That that's insane, right? That that's insane. At the very least, that's insane. It's obviously evil, destructive, and uh, sad. But anyway. <clears throat> I don't want to spend all day talking about this, but I just find it, I don't know, it pisses me off every time I look up and see. It's bad enough to see like a school shooting or something. That upsets me, but it, it I don't want to say isolated, but these are people that wake up in mom's basement and their feelings get hurt, a lot of them. No one wants to hang out with them. No girl wants to bang them. So it's everybody's fault and they're going to buy a gun and they're going to start taking people down. I don't think you can ever really get rid of, I mean, you could with guns, right? There's something to be said for gun rule, uh, gun laws. I don't want to get into that either, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a local legislation thing because there's crackpots out there. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of crackpots, but you don't have to be worried about something existential on some major planet ending fear or, or you know, those are just isolated incidents that are unfortunate, but people are going to die. But if you've got like whole countries and regions 
with so much hate and technology that it's just a matter of time. So for me, I, I don't know, it's a tough task. It's at some point, I've said before, hats off to all my my uh, Republican friends and Democratic friends. I'm, I'm in the middle. I don't affiliate with a, with a party, but uh, I think Trump is divisive. And just if people like that, just, you know, that's all we ever are. These leading nations, we're, we're, we're a person, we're a leader away who's a little bit narcissistic or, or just crazy or whatever. I mean, Putin, you go down the list, fucking Kim Jong-un, go down the list. But I don't know. I think, you know, the Beatles came along and, and people's eyes were open. Then, you know, the theme was love and say what you want about Woodstock or hippies, but they certainly brought out, you know, the worst in Vietnam and, and made people have strong opinions one way or the other and led to the end of it, I think. You know, definitely had a big part in that. Um, so, I don't know. I think something like that will come along again. I never saw this level of hate really, until Trump got in in 2016. It was probably there, but, and again, I'm, I'm, please, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I know people now are probably turning off, and but I, I want to say things, and I want to be honest, and uh, I would have voted more than once for a Republican president if I was American. I love John McCain, his, his whole story, um, you know, I, I just think people should be treated equal, but I think there's lots of Republican talking points that make sense, when it, especially when it comes to like military and when it comes to fiscal stuff, you know, monies. And you know, I, I, I do. Um, I think everybody should be treated equal, but, you know, a lot of the woke stuff goes so far that it pisses people off. It's one thing to be considering treating people equal, and then it's another thing to have men competing in the Olympics as women, right? Um, there's, yeah, you know, and, and just everything that goes along with that, the far, far, far left, a lot of them will say, well, you know, nobody should, uh, jail to get rid of jails, get rid of the police. Yes. But get rid of the fucking police. Right. Without getting all into it. I'm just saying, I, I certainly am not on one side or the other. I don't. I, I find it silly that you could be. When we done talking about, I'm going to go back to hockey now in a second. I swear to fuck. Uh, but I, I find it silly that you could be just on one side your whole life because anything can happen. You got to be able to make up your mind, right? But and when I see things like this, it just gives me no faith in humanity whatsoever. It really fucking doesn't. What the fuck is going on? fucking bombs going off in civilized fucking nations and people that should know the goddamn difference. Education. That's it. Half the world is not educated. And I don't mean with books. Just with, yeah, part of that with books. But with reality, just they don't know what's going on. A lot of people, they, who am I talking about when I say they? I don't know. A lot of these oppressed nations that start wars. I don't know. What was fucking Osama bin Laden's group called? I, I forget. You know, there's Al-Qaeda, but Hezbollah, it's all mixes together with me. A lot of those people, what? They got girls going around 
women going around that can't show their face, let alone their ass or their tits. They got to wear a veil over their face. Can't even. I mean, that's oppressive for the women, but it also, if you're a guy, you're going around, you can't get fucked. Women as well, but I just mean, you know, it's bad for everybody. And why? Because they're not equal. So what message does that send right off the bat? It's just the way I see it. It's all these, a lot of people starting wars. I don't know the Palestinians now. They're oppressed for some reason. They're uneducated to a subject or they're way overeducated in something that might not be true. Right? People that are, 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 that flew into the fucking Twin Towers, a lot of them really thought that they were going to die immediately and they're going to walk, wake up in the Garden of Eden or wherever the fuck it is, somewhere like that, and they were going to fuck 72 virgins. For real. For real, they thought that. That was part of it. Now, I don't know. Who am I to say they didn't? I don't believe they did, but they really believe they did. And there's a lot of people out there that really believe crazy shit that's tied to God or Allah or whatever the fuck it is. When you could just sit here and say, whoever the fuck it is up there, if I just be a good person, the chances are I'll land in that heavenly place. That's good. I'm not going to go with the devil and fucking horns and antlers or fire or whatever. I won't be in an eternal fire pit if I'm just a good person. No, but it has to be praise to Allah. Good God is good. Here's a fucking AK-47. Blow your fucking head off. God is good. Here. Boom, 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 boom. God is good. Boom, 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 boom. God is great. Boom, 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 boom. Smash. Boom. Explosion. Nuclear bomb. God is great. Yeah, while you blow up your planet, kill your fucking neighbor. Fucking retarded. Oh, Jesus. I used to use the word retarded. You know what, though? It is retarded. And I I, want to use it in my own context. When I say retarded, in that case, I'm not referring to some kid that takes the short bus to school. Okay? That's the truth. I'm saying that situation is retarded. And retarded is still a word. And things can be retarded. Doesn't have to be a human that we're mocking. And that is fucking retarded. I'm glad I live where I do. And say what you want about the problems that North America has, some of them I just listed, but I like where I live. I like Toronto. I like Buffalo. I like Pittsburgh. I like Phoenix. I like Nashville. We might have our problems over here. Everywhere does. But Jesus, fuck, thank God I'm not waking up. (laughs) Thank God I'm no better than anybody else. Uh, You know, God is good to me. You know why God's good to me? Because I fucking wake up today take my little girl up to fucking school going to our soccer game tonight in between I just skated with my buddies I'm doing this podcast and I get to have pizza or a Big Mac or a fucking chocolate cake if I want for supper because it's my choice and I could ask a girl out that doesn't wear a veil over her face in the name of Allah right or I can ask a girl out that'll come with me now because I was born Catholic and she's Protestant. She's going to come with me. She's going to look past the fact that I'm Catholic. I'm a Catholic that doesn't believe that some snake gave Eve a fucking apple and she took a bite of it and now we all got to sin for eternity. How stupid is that fucking idea anyway? 
Anyway. Ah, religion. Sad, Pat. George Carlin, my favorite comedian ever. And just the, the, the sentence that resonated with me, and he's got a lot. Look into him. If you don't know who George Carlin is, you're welcome. All you got to do is, I mean, watch his stand-up, but fucking read his books, listen to his stuff, and just the odd YouTube clip. The thing he's most famous for is seven things you can't say on television, but he gets like he gets deep. He calls people out. There's people that call people out in like conspiracy theorists, but this all kind of he's just kind of mocks, you know, kind of his own culture, his government, um, his friends, society. It's basically just musings on, on society. and But he says uh, religion has always been passed off to be a good thing. And it's the most catastrophic thing that ever happened to mankind. Could you argue with him? I don't know. I don't think you could. I don't know if there's one issue that's come up more in wars, maybe territory. But even there, right? Look at the Christian Crusades. Check into that. Are you... Catholics said there's a lot of good there, but uh, a lot of bad. And the Crusades, Catholics, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, expanded their territory, went in and murdered, raped, killed much of the planet. Uh, again, in the name of God, but uh, as a territorial thing, but it was also religious, right? They would gain territory under the thin veil of quote-unquote religion and God. And we're going to come in and because I believe in God and you don't, buddy, I'm going to come into your ranch, hold your hands behind your back, bend your wife over, fuck her in front of your kids. And then uh, give you no option but to join us. We might leave you alive but we're going to take the wife, use her for a cum bucket. You can take the kids. And that happened many, 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 many times. And that was a mild example. There were much worse. And over the course of history, what humans have done to each other, that's, of course, just one little isolated incident. I'm calling out Catholics because I am one and I kind of can. And I know that this podcast is treading the line anyway. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of religions. It's a lot of people with uh, misguided allegiances. Anyway, why do I always talk about it? I guess because it's in the back of my fucking mind. Now, the NHL season starts tonight. Connor Bedard versus Sidney Crosby. Bring it on. What do you guys think? Wow. What a way to start. My favorite player being Sidney Crosby. And, uh, God, I was so pumped that we got to see him and senior got to see him fight, too. It was wild. Played well. Those little things, right? The game's so fast now with the best players. It just, they were, they all, they each did something, one or two little flashes of brilliance. But, I mean, I like this. It's kind of the, not quite the changing of the guard yet. I think Crosby's going to have a big year. I do. 
you know, is there anybody more determined? He's not just mailing it in when he goes back. When he gives it up, is because he's sore. He can't do it anymore. His knees might hurt. I don't know what it is, but he still trains. He's really motivated. He just fought an exhibition, as I mentioned. Um, Malkin, fucking Carlson, Latang, Carter was like, all these guys are old, yes, but they do all have something to give. They really do have all, all have something to give. And they all are like, you know, Malkin, you know, he looked good. I know these guys are older, but I wouldn't count them out just yet. They just added Carlson. To me, of course, they need a little bit more grit, but I, I don't know. It's a different game. Uh, I just think, yeah, you can make the playoffs, you know, on being that. I mean, look at the Leafs every year. Although this year I'm really excited for the Leafs. Um, and I didn't think they were a bunch of wusses last year, like everybody said. I didn't. I thought they could have played a little bit better. They didn't get some bounces. Their main players, of course, needed some more experience. People expected more. But I don't know. Can you argue with, you know, you need more grit and you go out and get fucking Bertuzzi, Domi, Reeves? Not, not to mention these guys, like, I, I think Gregor signed, didn't he? He's a fucking dog. Um, you know, like Matthews, even they're good players. Like, you know, Matthews is a big motherfucker, right? Uh, Nylander isn't small. I don't know. I think they're going to be all right. But by extension, talking about Pittsburgh, I don't know, Dubas kind of built the same kind of team. We'll, they're older, but they are uh, smooth. I don't want to use the word quick or fast, but they're smooth. Like I expect to see a bunch of old men out there. Like but Buffalo, I mean, got to be one of the youngest players in the league, at least with their core. But Pittsburgh certainly didn't look slower. I mean, they won the game by three or four goals. It was 6-4, uh, So I don't know. I think Pittsburgh are a real curious case. And then you go Chicago. I mean, I don't know. They got some... I know everybody's picking them to be last, but I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. But Aaron, I think, is going to be good. Whatever you say, he's got to blossom. I know, but he's still, even if he if he underachieves, he's going to get 60 points, right? That's a 60-point guy then you got, right? That's just like, I don't know. And I think he'll get more. I, do, I think he's going to get a lot more. But let's just say 60, right? That's pretty good. You're just adding a guy that's like almost John Tavares. You know, you get 70 points, then you're kind of getting into that area. I mean, these are players that make 6 to 11, apparently, a million on some teams. And, and, sorry, on most teams. So you got Bernard there, entry level. And, you know, fucking Taylor Hall is Taylor Hall. He was MVP a few years ago. Felino, I mean, you know he's not going to... The, 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 the older Perry, these guys are there. Don't they still have Seth Jones? Um. God, yeah. If I wasn't so lazy, I would have done my homework. But, you know, they got guys that aren't bad that I, I just don't see them being as bad as everybody thinks. You know, lots of people got them picked dead last. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs now. I don't. Like, I, I really don't. I'm not saying that. But, I don't know. You get Bernard, who's going to be, looks like the best young player in a while. Definitely one of them. We could be conservative and say he's going to be one of the best rookies this year, if not the best with a bucket by a landslide. 
and those other players, I don't know. I don't see them being as bad as you think. Now, they probably want to be so they can snap up the, uh, you know, the first round or the first overall pick again. But uh, that's just me. I, I think they're going to do better than they think. What do I think is going to happen tonight? Where's the game? Let me look. I don't even know where the game is. The game is in Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm reading now. Pittsburgh got Gensel back. He was injured. Okay. As much as I am excited for Bedard, I think he'll have the puck on his stick enough that he's going to get a point or two. I'll say a goal and assist or two assists. But for everything I just said about the Hawks, I, I don't think they're just going in and beating Pittsburgh in their home opener when they just added Carlson. And there's there's a feeling in Pittsburgh that, you know, this is, they're, they're not their swan song for sure, but they're in their twilight. And they got to bring it home in the next couple of years or they're not going to. And I don't know, there's so many strong teams. But there's that sense. So, home opener too. hockey's a sport talk to anybody that ever played in a packed house so junior and beyond you know when, when you don't have a face mask on anymore and you're playing a packed house that's when i tell face mask i wasn't scared of anybody what can you do to me um but when you got a visor on in other words, just you can get at my face there's something to be said for that man if i can punch you right in the fucking mouth and you know that i can fight you you know, even though it's not in the game anymore and hits are a little bit harder to me. I, I don't know. For me, once I started playing junior and going into buildings and like playing that, that people could hit and they could fight and there were men, it became something. I don't care what anybody says. I played, I played with fucking a, a reckless abandon. I wasn't scared of much, but I'm telling you it did matter. It really mattered. Like, any any league too. I'm not saying NHL. I remember like going to play in Pit, uh, Prince Albert in junior, uh, junior A, Fort St. John. These are just like two examples. Um, you know, I can go Swift Current. I can tell you, Saskatoon for sure. They're huge in junior, but you know, you go into these places and it's not nice. There is an advantage, and Pittsburgh, any team in Pennsylvania, NHL, fucking WBN, NBA. I don't care what it is. I don't know. Fans get really into it and going in to try to upset their party with so much experience, rabid fans, and uh, not everybody's going to be a Bedard fan. To this point, it has been, but he's going to get, I think, the odd beer thrown at him. Any, the minute he chirps at the ref or shows some level of vulnerability, I think they'll be all over him. But this is this is what learning's all about, and that's why your first year isn't always your best year. It's an eye-opening year. I'm talking a lot. Uh, I will say the Penguins win. Six to four or seven to four with the empty net. And I say Bedard gets goal and assists or two assists. And I'd say Crosby has a big night. Big night. I'm back. I've gone nowhere. And I'm ready to lead us once again. Stand by me. Believe in me, Pittsburgh. Because I've given you no reason not to believe me in the past. And we're going to do it again. Jump on my back.
That's what I think is going to happen. Now, I'm sure some of you guys know uh, Pavel Barber, the hockey magician. Man, Watching his Instagram is mesmerizing. Well, he said he wants to come on. I didn't know he was a Shorzy fan. He wants to come on the pod. And I think I might have him back. Um, on, so Friday, likely be Pavel Barber. If not, it's going to be uh, one of my buddies again. I love getting uh, – I had Peronin last week. Thanks a lot, Jason. And I love getting the boys on, you know, and and, and shooting their shit, shooting, shooting the shit, uh, you know, for guests that come back two and three times because I find the first time we just go through their career so much that it's almost like a – the journey through their life, which I really enjoy. I do enjoy that. But I often know it anyway, and I'm only kind of bringing it out for the fans, for the listeners. Um, but when I have them back on again, I can really pick their brain about things that I really was curious about. So um, thanks to Jason, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. But I'll be back in any case with a couple of great guests. Thanks again to everybody at Chicklets Cup, and uh, for those who are tuning into Shorzy. It seems that we're getting uh, good reviews again so far in Canada. Three episodes are out. And on Hulu, it's just a couple of weeks away. So Shorzy season th- uh, two coming right at you. Hopefully, cr- fingers crossed, we do a three soon. And if I do, you just uh, follow my Instagram, of course, or any of my social media to figure that out. If you're downtown St. John's and you want to have a beer, why not drop in too? Green Sleeves Pub It's my watering hole. For the most part, that I spend the most time at, good music, good food, food folks, and fun. Like the old McDonald's commercial. But also, I like TJ's Pub. I also pop into the Rob Roy Confusion. I love that place. I love the Martini Bar. Trinity Pub, why fucking not? The Mannings go down and see him. Great guys. Dave Maloney. Um, great guys. Great bar. Great drinks. And uh, great music. Uh, Bull and Barrel. There you go. The best little rock and roll dive in North America. Hold me to that. I'm going to go for a bite to eat. I usually go to Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, and Wedgwood Cafe. Wedgwood Cafe also doing catering. If you want to change your life, give you want strength and balance for the body and mind, look no further than Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Ryan Power, Power Conditioning. Look him up. He changes lives. That's what he does. Ryan Power, Power Conditioning. You want to go to Mr. Lube? There's two locations right here in beautiful St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. One location is on Torbay Road. One location is on Camel Road. Live, laugh, Lube! Pitbull Pain Relief. Pain sticks that just don't quit. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check out what all the fuss is about. And, of course, true hockey. Take what's yours. True, thanks a lot for everything you do for me, for us, for sponsorship down in beautiful Buffalo, New York. And folks, I'll be back in just a couple of days. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the consistency in in all my listeners across the board. I'm, uh, like I said before, I'm humbled that I get so many people tuning in to this nonsense every week. And I appreciate every single one of you. Thanks a lot. I'll be back in just a couple of days with more Tales with T.R.S.